about a thing. Every little thing is gonna be alright. Don't worry about a thing. Every little thing could be alright. What's up this morning? Hello, hello. Welcome to episode number nine of the Red Path Podcast. Today I am joined by my cousin Ian. Ian, how you doing, buddy? Awesome. Good. We just enjoyed ourselves a lovely steak dinner. Poolside. Can't ask for much more than yeah, that. A couple of beers. Literally one of the, the most beautiful days of the past two years. Easily. Man, like this, the weather in Ottawa has been terrible. So much rain, and yeah. it's just been nice to have a beautiful. Yeah, you night. only have one day a week in Ottawa <laughs> to be able to do anything. Any other day this year? Well, there's I don't know. There's the odd nice day. Hope the Hope Volleyball Fest was nice, but Blues Fest was just rough this year in terms of weather wise. Like it seemed like every every uh, concert was being rained on or whatnot. But today. Got a podcast, and today we're going to be talking about other podcasts. So just a podcast on podcast. Very meta. Yeah, very contemporary, very hip. What What do you like about podcasting? Man, podcasting is just it's just relaxing. Like you feel productive with your time. Like you could be doing anything. You could just be lying on your You're bed doing about nothing. Listening to podcasts. Yeah, I'm talking. Oh, listening to podcasts. Making podcasts is the best. It's, just, it's even better. It's, it's even better. It's so much fun. And I shout out to all the fans. <laughs> yeah, shout out to everyone. Shout out to all the guests. Everyone. But uh, no, listening to it, man. It's like listen to podcasts. You just feel productive with your time. Like do you listen to audiobooks. I do not. I do not listen to audiobooks. Uh, um, I'll be able to let you acquire some audiobooks, and um, I think. That's the next level of podcasts is audiobooks. <laughs> yeah. I th- Just in terms of, like, the cool thing about audiobooks is the author has, like, a singular, like, focus on the, like, subject of that book. And, uh, like, versus podcasts where, like, you, you can get unlucky with podcast episodes. That's true. But if you have an excellent book. Like, I, although, I know I have to disagree. I don't think you get unlucky with podcasts. I think you get unlucky with new podcasts. But if you've listened to the same I person... I, I, really? I'll speak over you, but really? just to say even the podcasts that you love. Yeah? There's duds. There definitely are duds, but I find <laughs> the ones that are duds, you don't even think are duds. Even the you duds have... are beautiful. No, like no. Babies, <laughs> every podcast is a little... <laughs> there's, no baby. there's no ugly babies to me <laughs> no no i mean just like if you like the person i think that every single one is at least a little average like you enjoy it like bill like if i showed you for example i listen to a lot of bill burr he shout, definitely shouts out to bill burr <laughs> shout out to bill burr like he i think he's hilarious but if i showed you a random podcast i'm could see why you would not necessarily connect with him and like it to begin with but if you saw his best stuff you obviously would but since you've just seen so much of him you enjoy the crappier stuff anyways so-called crappier stuff there's no more like like legend of a certain art form of podcast and nobody even comes close to than bill burr when he just talks to himself 
it, it's like a skill. A mental mental illness patient in a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> he like he's incredible. He gets worked up, <laughs> and levels off, and gets worked back up. But it's all like, and he's controlled. Because we were like you like made a comment when we were talking about Bill Burr earlier, like saying that he like maybe is like calculated in that just he's very smart maybe he plays up his rage he uses it for comedic effect i think absolutely but he think he was such a legitimate psychopath for so many years and that he was smart he was able to like create a empire of Uh, like a a persona yeah podcast and a stand-up comedy career yeah the trifecta of a funny person f is for family is hilarious i'd recommend it to anyone like and especially if you know Bill Burr and you've listened to his po- podcast before, it makes it it's a, nine times yeah, better. It's a, it's it's, a well, it's a little show. angry. <laughs> it's a perfect sh- show for a Bill Burr fan. Yeah. And if you have not checked it out, I thoroughly Bill Burr is like top five comedians in the world right now, probably. Well, who else? Very close. Well, like, you got Chris. We, we got to like, go like higher. It's, it's more Kevin of a tier. Hart. No, I don't think Kevin Hart's up there. No, no, no. Chris no, Rock, no, no. Dave Chappelle. Popularity? Kevin Hart is number one. Right now? Yeah. No, like... No, no, no. You think he so? Yeah, he is. He sells out football arenas. He does 50,000-person comedy shows. Chris Rock and, like... Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle does 20,000. Kevin Hart is twice as big no, and makes dude. twice as much. I don't know, man. But, but he's not a better comedian than those two guys. I don't think, but I don't. I don't even Kevin think Hart he's is close. In the, Kevin Hart is in. He's a superstar. Kevin Hart is in the top five, and Bill Burr, I think, is in the top. Like he is maybe the sixth biggest comedian in the world. Well, he does else? good. Bill Burr does theaters. So uh, the the only point that I was making is that like he like like a level theaters, huge comic, huge Netflix cartoon that's super popular. Yeah. That audience. Yeah, is as big as podcasting. Yeah, well, like, and his podcast is huge too. Yeah, and exactly, his podcast is like yeah. right up there. Bill Burr, legend. But right. but but did, have you seen these Netflix deals that Chris Rock and Chappelle got twenty million for a special? Per Kevin Hart per special. Per special. Kevin per Hart special. isn't making twenty million per special from Netflix. Yes, Dave Chappelle yes, is. Kevin Hart's making. Dave Chappelle's a bigger comedian than than Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Clears. No, I know. I know. Kevin he, Hart did a comedy, if, a comedy film where it's called like "Where Where Am I Going Now," and that was in theaters. I bet you the like box office of that could be like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Just, just like, but but we're we're almost at a semantic like like level now. Two of the biggest. There's also like other. Jim Jeffries, yeah. he's up and coming. Chris Delilah's up and coming. Those are all like Delia. of a class. It's yeah. like also like. But do you know, think of someone like, like Joe lame, Rogan? Lame lead. Yeah. yeah. Joe Rogan is a he's a decent. Well, not he's a good stand up uh, stand up guy, obviously. But his podcast network yeah. way surpasses his stand up network. Which do you think we'll see like Dave Chappelle and guys like that do a podcast? Because that, no, no. I wish I would. Don't you? No, but it's you, also a different art form. I think though that Dave Chappelle did Dave, a Dave podcast Ch- like Bill Burr's. Personally, I that think was... Dave Chappelle is the funniest guy on earth. Pers- I think he's. 
I, I think he's that funny. I've been, I, I'm so amazed at everything Dave Chappelle does. So he, and he's young, like younger, like he's 40. Listen to this. This is a crazy stat. I was listening to this earlier on a podcast or something. I forget. He is 44 years old and he started comedy when he was 14. He's having his 30th anniversary of stand up comedy. And I thought he was either, I don't know. I thought he was older. Dave Chappelle had like a mentor that he would do comedy on the streets with in like New York City. I think his this guy's name was Charlie and he would walk around and he had this crazy like energy mm-hmm. and he rallied a crowd around him and then did, would do stand-up walking back and forth and up to people Dave and stuff Chappelle. and Dave Chappelle went up after him and that's how he like kind of got like, started put his time put his in. reps in yeah got yeah. better yeah ex- like well like, he still works New Yorkers like street New Yorkers are like the hardest people like, to impress it, yeah it's, there's some like sports equivalent like oh I only play with yeah the Golden State Warriors yeah and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha that's actually nuts because he his white person voice is the funniest thing in the world. Uh, but everything, but the, everything. Going back to what you said about the reps, though, he's him, Chris Rock, the, Louis C.K. as well. Actually, they're all buddies, and they all put in work. Like they work really hard at their craft. Like they do shows at the comedy, like the comedy cellar, all the time. Like when they're trying out new stuff, they will go to the comedy center unannounced, just show up one night. And the comedy seller lets them perform every fucking time. Can you imagine going to a comedy show in New York on a Wednesday night and Chris Rock just drops by? That would be so insane. It would be. It's a, it's a privilege that very few cities sort of have. Like, you got to go live in one of these places where... Where would you say the hot spots for comedy hustle, are? Hustle and bustle. And the only place that is is... New, New York. York. Yeah, and L.A. LA. And then there's like there's, there's some and then there's like a second else. tier. Montreal's uh, like more yeah. above average, I'd say, with the comedy festivals that they have. Canada's an interesting. Ottawa like Ottawa actually weird, gets some uh, good. Like, Toronto's good. I I've been to um Absolute Comedy a lot. We should go on Wednesday actually. And some funny people have pulled through. Do you know um oh, one of Bill Burr's like Guys that he mentors came through and he was really funny. Oh, I forgot his name. I feel that's, like a, I feel that's like dope a jerk. though. I saw Doug Stanhope here. Who's that? He's uh have you ever heard of Bill Hicks? No. Or like have you heard of George Carlin? Of course. He's he's well, like hey, he's you, you didn't like, know who Bill Hicks was. That's though. true. That's true. But um it's it's uh these guys who have amazing political ideas that go along with hilarious hilarious contrasted jokes yeah. like dick jokes and stuff yeah. and um that's uh that's what makes me i saw i saw him in ottawa is, yeah uh, the ones the comedians that can make those super offside jokes just because the way they've crafted the jokes are the funniest like dave chappelle's rape bill cosby joke yeah. like the fact that that like got by is just how well crafted that joke oh, there's was. There's no getting by with Dave Chappelle. He has a hundred percent creative control. Yeah, I'm so. certain of it. But um, that these, yes, the skill level that they have. 
yeah. I think it's the the putting in the reps is an interesting perspective to look at it from and like it's out it's thousands of hours of doing terribly on yeah. uh, on stage and well like the life of a comedian's if tough man if you're funny that's that's still not even worth it if you can make yourself laugh <laughs> and not like like um you know need to feel the validation of the crowd yeah it's a it's a healthier way to live but just these t- geniuses that like all these guys do have an urge to be heard it's yeah. there's there's an ego or something yeah somewhat attached not even negatively but um <laughs> it's not good it's not good well, thousands just, of hours bombing on stage mm-hmm. well it's just perspective right? the thing about comedy is all about perspective it's like knowing what people will like having the perspective of the audience having the perspective of a person and like so, like uh, it's emotional intelligence like and comedians emotional intelligence must just be through the roof you know I do I, I would definitely imagine that they're all super sensitive and because yeah. they they thrive on that they talk they they go like when you go through a story and have like every single detail be it on a podcast or stand-up that's like a that's a sign of that definitely where you have somebody who's like just to the point with no um no no perspective on other people things like that like those people don't do stand-up, but they're really great engineers. Or, yeah. you know, there's lawyers who don't add anything to it, but they're very, very smart. But they have a totally different emotional intelligence. What, um... Well, actually, one more point before we move on. I think it's harder to become, like, a top-tier comedian than it is to be a pro athlete. You know what I mean? There's definitely less comedians just because there's a shitload of pro athletes. Do you think that... When you're a pro athlete in like F1 or cycling or something like that, it's just because that's like what you got into. Maybe luckily, but like I feel like the top tier athletes in the world would do anything. Other people in their their lane. Like okay, pro yeah. squash like, players are lucky because they don't have to play against the LeBron like, Jameses of the world. Six the, eight, two hundred and seventy pounds. And the pounds. Tom Brady and the like like Bo Bo uh Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Yeah. yeah. It's just like the athletic freaks of nature that and gravitate. Bo, Bo Jackson proved that point. Because he played baseball and football, right? Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> People don't get into one of those. Yeah, no. Not alone too. Well, even Michael like, Jordan, the best. Yeah, but he didn't go that far. He didn't go that far. He didn't of go all that... time, wasn't able to That's play, oh, play right. baseball as good as Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson was in the matrix versus the average person that yeah. you can choose. Well, even Deion Sanders played football and. Um... And uh, and baseball, which is nuts. Just that's like when they talk but about I think winning like have... an Oscar, a Grammy, the whatever the other one, the A, the Emmys. No, it's called the EGOT or whatever. The um, Tony. 
Okay. And the other thing, like <laughs> the major it's, awards. Uh, you, you're a better performer at life if you can play pro baseball and football. Mm-hmm. Then, like, you are the you are God. You are a president. Know. You're a what? world no, leader no. in terms of performance. I disagree. I think no, there's I lots of them. I, th- I think there's actually lots of them out there that could do both if they wanted to. There's tons. There's tons. If you look at these guys in the NBA and in the NFL, this the, the skills are largely trans. I like. I think I agree with you, of course. But in, I yeah, think you're over ten percent, right? Of the of the NBA. But the thing is, sports is also just about like intelligence. Or I mean, MLB like, and football. Like a lot of people have. Like some some athletes have intel incredible IQ, and I think that IQ translates to multiple sports. You know, isn't it weird how it's like? Is it totally sport dependent? I wonder how. No, I don't think so. Because like, for I'll just take tons me. Of intellectuals. For also. me, for me, like I'll use this as an example. Like I'm not an incredibly athletic dude. Like I'm pretty athletic, but I was always kind of good at every sport just because I thought like I was smarter than most kids in terms of like competition i took a little bit of things from different sports and like applied them to other things and i think like it's like a sports sense i guess i don't know i think there's some sort of thing is that and i think if you put a lot of these top tier athletes like the best of the best definitely have that and they could be good at anything like lebron lebron james could be the best tight end of all time in the history of football he's six eight two seventy and he can run a 40 in like four three do you think it would do, but there's athletes that we would say that about that aren't able to do two sports. Like, probably. In like that, Michael Phelps? Uh, Michael Phelps is an interesting example. But I bet you there's NFL like, quarterbacks yeah. that wouldn't be able to do well in I, the I don't MLB. Think... Like Major League Baseball. But like, or, yeah. But um, who's that guy? Tim really, Tebow? Yeah. He, dude, he's, yeah. he, he had a walk-off <laughs> Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is great. Apparently, he has not had sex before. Fun fact about Tim Tebow. He is uh, waiting till marriage. I, it's just... He's a quarterback at Florida, so you know what? If he made it through that after a Heisman winning season without hooking up with yeah, any Tim, of those girls at Florida University, Tim Tebow, you're a good, good man. <laughs> like, good for yeah. you, buddy. Yeah, the the um the the patience of a monk. <laughs> um, so we like went very deep down the rabbit hole. There, we pull ourselves out of the rabbit hole backwards, okay. and we're talking about podcasts, but yeah. only to only to tie a bow on that, and uh, and let me take advantage of this. Do you think that your uh, like athletic skill set is uh, endurance? Like oh, for me, for, yeah, my the biggest when you thing. Play I, soccer and shit. Yeah, it's the strong suit of my like. Because I was rugby, I was so good <laughs> at just like yeah, yeah. throwing myself. <laughs> well, of course, dude. It's just like fit, like physical fits, right? Like I'm six foot, one hundred and thirty five pounds. Yeah. And I have a third lung. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, but like I like my mom was a cross country runner. Yeah. Um, I have the perfect body type for it. I ran a ton as a kid. Like, yeah, endurance for sure. But like, do you? But like, if you don't run for like, for like, example, I have training sports camp. Yeah. Through the year, also. So. Well, yeah, 
But like, I feel this like summer I haven't really done anything. 14 years old. I hope my soccer coach isn't listening. I haven't done it. Like, it takes me, like, I have training camp in a month, and I, I need to suck. And, <laughs> and, uh, do you, if, but, yeah, I, then, I, then I need to get in shape you for train training camp. Do you train on your own? Yeah, like, I need to. If, if I went to training camp tomorrow, I'd, you, I'd be like, fucked. Through the, the months when you're in between sports? No, well, I should. Do you go, the, do you lift weights? Do I look like I lift weights? Well, you could. The thing that you. Can you do you eat whatever you want? Oh, dude, eat? I can eat anything. I can yeah. eat anything. I can eat it. Yeah, I have the I have a high metabolism for sure. Yeah, but you should uh, just like I don't know the thing. If I was if I was in, I feel like you had the luckier fucking gene type than I do. <laughs> but if I was you, like go on Google, figure out how many calories you need to oh, eat dude. a day. Yeah, and like, then, I need to be better. I'm, like, I'm bad with it. Like, I should, like, I need to make more of an effort. And I, could, I think I do have the body type where I could gain muscle pretty easily. It's just I hate going to the gym. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, me too, but <laughs> um, it, it's the difference. Like, I I don't know. Running kind of sucks. But if I, like, what we want is the cardio of you <laughs> and the, like, strength weightlifting and, yeah, yeah, yeah. abilities of me. To create the the Captain America, the superhuman <laughs> that can take on two sports. <laughs> not not even that. Just like that's what a Navy SEAL is. You want to be as fit and as deadly as a Navy SEAL. Dude, you know what's nuts? We were talking about this yesterday. Um, UFC fighters. Well, like, no, no, no. What what what? Are, the point I was trying to make though is it's not the UFC. It's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. No, no, but MMA in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. but like to be in the UFC, you need to have some basic training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, correct? You need to have great defense against it. Great. You don't necessarily okay. You don't necessarily need to be an offensive Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but you need to be defensive. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. But like UFC fighters are trained killers. Like, do you ever like think like if you get in an altercation with somebody at like a bar or a club, and yeah. they just turn out to be like a normal look? Because some of these UFC guys. Are normal looking dudes. Yeah. Like you were saying that a guy in McGregor's entourage was like 160, absolutely schooled, like some like 270 roided up monster. Yeah. Like it's all technique and they're trained killers. You should watch McGregor fight the mountain from Game of Thrones. He runs around him and just like. Do they actually throws... like spar? Yeah. Really? The mountain could hit, could hit him and. Uh, Couldn't hit him. No, could like was allowed. The oh, could was allowed him. to hit him. They fully fought. They didn't fully fight. They went 50% on sparring, and the mountain got pieced up. And, wow. like, just regular guys. I'll show you another video. There's this guy on Instagram who's super popular. He's jacked, and he runs and he, like, does, like, crazy weightlifting stuff. And he fought a guy who was, like, 150, like, uh, maybe 5'9", and was just, like, he was stacked, the other guy. He, he, he was he was in he was so safe compared to anything else. If you get in a boxing match, like it's not very smart. But if Floyd Mayweather fights a low tier, like guy who trains at Conor McGregor's gym, just a like like a UFC fight. a low tier, yeah, the lowest tier guy in Conor McGregor's oh, gym of course. kills. Floyd Mayweather oh, in a, in a, in a well, street fight. No, but he th they're he, so different. But but 
In a street fight, I don't know what you're saying. But, boxing but doesn't Floyd mean Floyd Mayweather is the greatest boxer of all time. So you just have a competitive advantage. So you Mayweather, throw Mike Tyson in with like Mike Tyson in his prime against, against an against average the heavyweight UFC fighter. The heavyweight UFC champ. I mean, sorry, Mike Tyson versus just the commensurate the commensurate Chuck Liddell. Chuck like it's you throw in Mike Tyson against Chuck Mike Liddell. Tyson at twenty. Chuck Liddell wins. And just you have you put them onto the street and then they go at it. It's full the out whoever dies first. Yeah, the purest. It's because like, <laughs> the purest. Yeah, so the purest. Chuck Liddell beats Mike Tyson. Yeah, yes. You think? If he like Yeah. Just because wrestling. he shoots in. Because you can like you I think the strategy would be like stay out of range of getting punched by him. And if you can land kicks to open him up and shoot in, and if you get Mike Tyson to the ground, he's done. And you're just like with the Brazilian jiu belt, ground yeah. belt. You're not even a black belt. You're a brown belt. You, you can take you him. win every well, single time. Well, Mike Tyson wouldn't know what the hell he's doing. Exactly, and that's the that's the uh, that's the, a really crazy thing. This, that's why Brazil. This gives me hope. I, I could be the next 135 pound killer out there. I just learned Brazilian jiu. I'd go to a Brazilian yes. jiu jitsu gym and just yes. <laughs> learn my craft for six years and then be a porn killer. Because it's uh, it's more it's because technique beats strength in it. Endurance is the most important thing because if you have good endurance and good like sports intelligence, well, like you were saying, yeah. that's those those are the most important things. Women kill could, can kill guys. Yes. Can, so the, like, the, some of the, here's a good question. Well, actually, well, <laughs> an average boxer against a, like the top tier female UFC, probably the top. Do you think the top tier UFC do you think, wins? Yeah, I wonder, like, does, like, Mike Tyson beat, there's this woman, her name's Chris Cyborg? Yeah, yeah, Cyborg, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does Mike Tyson beat her in a street fight? That's the, that's a goddamn fight I want to see, though. Because <laughs> Chris Cyborg is five, ten and a half. She's pretty so big, though. So shredded. Yeah, yeah, she's so big. So shredded. 170 pounds of muscle. She's huge, she's huge. And, like. But Tyson's a big boy. But it's just, that would be, I, I don't have an answer. I don't have an opinion. I just don't know. Because I have. Well, I have a, I have a, I have a, a blood thirst, though. <laughs> I, like, you want to see that. Yeah. That's great. So, if you had to rank the three podcasts that you listen to most, what would they be? Like, just top three for the people that, if they're looking for a new podcast, they can check out. Recommendations? Yeah, uh, sure. Radio Lab is like documentaries. Um, okay. Audible.com is audiobooks. Um, and uh, the public library, you can also get audiobooks at. Wait, no, 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 I'm talking no, about. No, 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 no. I'm getting back to it, though. Just a little plug for audiobooks. But, um, <laughs> oh, you're um, a big fan of the audiobooks, eh? <laughs> also, I really like a podcast called This Week in Startups. Which oh, wow. interviews founders and a lot of podcasts like that that are super valuable for like business business advice and startups and things like that is that you can go backwards and find the people that you really like. Like there's 
intellectuals in the space that are so interesting to listen to, then they bring a new thing to every podcast that they go on. That's the best type of guest, yeah. is who doesn't repeat themselves every single time. So, like, on there, you can go find, like, I'm talking to you, like, Peter Thiel and the Trey, uh, the fucking, uh, Matt Parker, whoever started, uh, Napster. Oh, okay. And all these guys. So, this week in startup, startups, and then the third one. I would recommend... Um, what about that New York comedy one you're talking about? Or is that just like... It's, 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 it's inappropriate. I don't want to be associated with those psychopaths. But they're funny. Um, it's like, go listen to ONA, the original podcast, like I was saying before. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, they're all on YouTube. And Google... Uh, Patrice O'Neill on Opie and Anthony and Colin Quinn on Opie and Anthony and Bobby Kelly. And those are all New York comedians those are your who top put, put the time in. Bill Burr goes yeah. on there all the time. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I would say. The, the time flew by. Dude, think. it's the... See? Like, yeah. podcasts are so much fun to do. Even if nobody's listening right now, we've had a blast. we got to find a topic next time that's well, not as self-referential. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, of course, of course. And then we'll bank that one. Uh, but the thing is, we, to, we had a good, like... Has anybody been on your podcast twice? Um, not... Marcus has been on twice, and also my buddy Alex and Kyle will be on twice. A couple of people are going to be returning, for sure. Do you have banked episodes of it? We have... No, we haven't... I, I have no banked episodes right like, now. Like whenever forward, I... Re- yeah, no, no. Whenever I record, I just post right away. Do you hear that SoundCloud might be... Uh, I know, I heard... <laughs> I actually I did some research today, so uh, I've actually signed up for another. Um, like I have them all saved on the laptop, so we're good. You're we're good. you're on Audible. People yeah. subscribe, <laughs> pay you. So um, I love it, man. I'll give yeah, it was a pleasure. I'll give you my top three podcasts to listen to real quick. So number one, The Podfather, Bill Simmons. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> number two, I'd go Bill Burr. I think the guy's hilarious. I think he's fucking funny. And number three, I go with House of Carbs. Is that about? No, it's actually just no, no. It's it's Bill Simmons' buddy Joe House talking about food, and he's like the biggest yeah, foodie okay, in the world. Okay, talking about food. And he had the, uh, he actually had David Chang on one of his his third what are, episode. What are his other best guests? Um, he's only had uh, three episodes so far. So he does ring like people from the Ringer staff. So if you read the Ringer, a lot of their contributors there, and that's about it. Do you ever watch the Hot Ones show on YouTube? I do not. It's all right. They they have the, yeah. It's it's like the Breakfast Club. They have lots of good interviews. Nice. And it's fun because they eat hotter and hotter. Yeah. Wings with hot sauce. <laughs> that's my other right. That's my sneak sneak in recommendation. All right, man. All right, time to go get in the pool. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Let's Every go for a swim, and we gotta watch that Game of Thrones episode. Goddamn. <laughs> See you guys. Thanks for joining us. Episode nine of Red Path Podcast. <laughs>